Welcome to Hello, Daughter of the Day with Michelle Brown, a podcast focused on encouragement for God's daughters. At Daughter of the Day Transformational and Purpose Life Coaching, our goal is to help you to develop, maximize, and become all God created you to be. Join in now as we use the Word of God as our guide to become better and closer to the Lord. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Hello, Daughter of Day, Encouragement for God's Daughters. Today, uh, the topic of our podcast episode is Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. And so I want you to say with me, while I'm alive, I will thrive. Can you say that? While I'm alive, I will thrive. Of course, as always, um, the Lord has given me somewhat of an acronym to share with you in regards to the word thrive. Taking higher responsibility and initiative for victory every day. And so while I'm alive, I will thrive. What does it mean to thrive? God uh, calls us not just to survive experiences, although he does call us more than conquerors, but he calls us to thrive in life, which means one definition that I love is to grow vigorously, uh, to be forceful or energetic, to succeed and prosper. Grow vigorously. Um, Have you ever had a plant or watched a vine or uh, planted something, vegetables or fruit in your garden, and you just watch something grow vigorously, Uh, we say it's growing like a wildflower. Um, You think, wow, either I have a green thumb, you look around and you just notice that a plant something in the ground is taking off and it just grows and grows. Uh, It is a blessing to watch anything grow and not just grow, but thrive. We love to see our children thrive, Um, especially um, having my son who, when he was born, um, because he uh, was born without vocal cords, um, there were just some uh, consequential delays from that. And once the tracheotomy tube was out, he also had that as well. But just to watch him to begin to talk and then just to begin to grow into himself and then to see him thrive and begin to have conversations and uh, move into discovery. Every parent gets to have that experience at some level. And that's how God wants to see us. He wants to see us move past the limitations with a focus um, to be forcefully uh, energetic. Um, Matthew 11 and 12 says, The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. There are some situations that we are going to have to not only learn to survive, but then forcefully thrive meaning uh, even when I get cut back or cut down, uh, we have to see that as just pruning for more growth. Um, I love to say bloom where you're planted. So wherever you are in life right now, God is calling you 
uh, to bloom. But as daughters of day, you have to have a focus that is a force to be reckoned with. Meaning that when I determine to focus, watch out. You will not be able to deter me. That should be your motto. Uh, focus uh, is very important. And as a coach, I think a lot of what I share comes from my own personal experience. And usually I have to live out uh, instances before I can speak on them. And so I have been uh, forced to face my ability to focus uh, and not be distracted, even by good opportunities that may not be uh, God sent. Um, and then knowing when a God sent opportunity is for a season and when the season needs to end. And so thriving means that you are growing. And that's a part of maturity. You know, once a plant or a flower outgrows a certain pot, it has to be repotted. It has to move to its next placement so it can continue to grow and to thrive. So it won't be limited. And so I felt like to daughters not to be limited. Uh, some of you are about to repot you're about to reposition yourself and become uh, reestablished because you have just been surviving, uh, doing well. But God is saying, I want you to flourish and I am ready to bring rapid growth into your life, which will show you the power of the thrive. Amen. And so in order to thrive, you have to take a higher responsibility uh, for your success. If you desire, uh, the Bible says that he wants to make our way successful. And one way that we can do that is by meditating on the word both day and night, and he will make our way prosperous. Uh, but in order to do that, you have to be willing um, to uh, not only focus, but be determined to not become distracted. You have to be willing to take responsibility and take a higher responsibility. Sometimes we make other people responsible for our success. We give other people um, say so in how we live our life or the lives that we want to live. And, and God is saying, I want you to take a higher responsibility and I want you to take a little more initiative in what you want your life to look like. What is the dream that you want to bring into reality? And if we sit around and wait, uh, we'll survive every day, but we'll never thrive in the calling and the purpose that God has for us. One thing that I noticed uh, in my study for this um, episode today, uh, when I got to looking at focus and not being distracted, I was reminded that racehorses, uh, they wear blinders during the race so they don't get distracted uh, by the crowd or even by the other horses that may be um, running beside them in the lane. And so when you put on blinders, you have to focus on the race ahead. And the play on words with that is that if you don't put on blinders to focus on what's ahead, you will be blinded 
And you won't be able to see the destiny that God has for you because you'll be distracted by uh, who's around. When you refuse to look to the left or the right or to what others are saying or doing, uh, the haters that we sometimes refer to them as or the naysayers, God is going to show you the success ahead. And these blinders that keep you focused will remove the blinders off of your purpose. Uh, there are blinders that also can prevent you from seeing the fullness of a situation. And so God really wants you to focus on him. He's saying that it's time to thrive. Uh, put your blinders on because success is ahead. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 says the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to the one who endures until the end. So right now it doesn't matter uh, how much money you have or how much education you have at this moment. It doesn't even matter how many people you have cheering for you on the sidelines. All of that is great. But remember, as you seek God first, everything you need will be added unto you. But right now it is time to seek him first and determine to endure. Uh, no matter how much money you have, even if you don't have enough for what it is that you desire to do, endure means to hold on and to stick with it. And last week we talked about uh, the woman who sticks with God is blessed. And so you have to be determined to brave it, to go through it and live through it, and then know that you will thrive. Joshua 1 and 9 reminds us to be strong and courageous. We know that the storms are going to come, but you can weather them and come out on the other side. Uh, but you have to determine to take a higher responsibility. Uh, for example, if you don't want to get drenched, if you have to go outside in a heavy rainstorm, you take the initiative and the higher responsibility and you carry an umbrella. Um, but someone else may take it a step further and put on a raincoat. Another person may take an even higher responsibility and initiative and put on rain boots. And so if you hear a storm is coming, you would initiate certain activities to hunker down and prepare. Uh, if you live in certain regions of uh, this country, you may be used to sandbags and uh, tying things down when you hear that storms are coming. Uh, but God is saying that in this time, you have to determine to thrive every day by taking a higher responsibility and initiative for your victory. So preparing yourself for what's ahead. Uh, we are starting a garden outside. And of course, sometimes when it rains or I hear that a storm is coming, it's amazing to me how these little uh, vegetables, pole beans that are poking up through the ground are still there the next day. And I know that's because they're rooted and they're grounded and um, they are uh, doing what they are called to do in nature. And God says that he has given you your nature, your personality for a purpose. And he wants you to embrace that and thrive in that and grow in that because you're going to stay planted in him and who he is when you're determined to be who he has called you to be. And so how do you thrive? Say that again. 
while I'm alive, I will thrive. How do you thrive? Well, we've talked about the fact that you put on your good blinders for the daily race. Uh, determine not to be distracted by people, opinions, and onlookers, and stay focused on the 24 hours you have been given. Keep your eyes locked in on the things you want to achieve and accomplish for the day. Uh, keep your eyes focused on God. So focus is really the first step in thriving, growing vigorously, staying rooted and grounded in the word of God and taking it day by day. Uh, looking back at the end of the day at the success that you've experienced, learning to count your success. So that's the next way that you thrive. You take higher responsibility and initiative in regards to your success. Proverbs 16 and 3 says to commit your plans to the Lord and you will succeed. So go into the boardroom with God and lay out your plans before him each day and ask him for the success that belongs to you in that 24 hours. Uh, that is partnering with God and that's taking higher responsibility because you are connecting with the higher, with the supreme being, with the higher power, which we know is our Lord. And so this means when you determine to take higher responsibility and initiative and you go into the boardroom with God and lay your plans out before him for the day, that means that you are not going to let the day take you uh, to uncertain situations or uh, chaos, but you are going to take the day. So when you see something that you know is a distraction, you'll be able to turn from that and get back to the focus on uh, the plans that you and the Lord made for the day that is ahead. Proverbs 10 and 4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. And so in order to thrive and grow vigorously, you have to determine, excuse me, you have to determine to be diligent each day and initiate activities that are going to prepare you for the success you want to see in your life. What do you need to start? Well, initiative is leadership. Uh, knowing uh, how to initiate certain actions is very important. Are you taking leadership in your life or are you being led around by others? And so when you know the plans and the discussions that you've had with the Lord before your day begins, determine to stay on track. God will speak through other people in your lives. Um, I put a post up recently on social media and it had several different doors because I continue to hear that doors are going to be opening. Uh, but there are going to be some doors that you're that are going to open that may not be the one that you need to go through at this time. And so that's where wisdom and discernment comes in. And that's where you need to go back and connect with the higher voice in your life, which is God, not just the voice of people who um, he may speak through. And it's being able to discern if they are bringing a confirmation of what you heard from the Lord or if they're coming to bring 
confusion. And if they're bringing confusion, then they're obviously not speaking for the Father. The third step to thrive is victory. I spoke a little bit about that earlier. Monitor your victories no matter how small. How many obstacles did you overcome in the 24-hour period that you just experienced? Take some time at night to meditate on the Word and celebrate those accomplishments at the end of the day. And then check back in with the Lord and ask Him, where is there room for improvement? What could you have done a little bit differently? Uh, this ensures that you don't become dependent on the praise or the even the criticism of others, but that you learn to praise yourself and also self-evaluate. Um, you know, when I was speaking about growing things in the garden, uh, a lot of the vegetables that we're growing require a trellis. And that trellis um, causes the vegetables to know that they need to grow upwards as opposed to just uh, growing on the ground. And it's amazing that once you put the trellis around the vegetables, they know to follow suit and to go to grow up. And so we need to keep a trellis around us. And our trellis is our focus and our discipline. And when we're disciplined and we take the initiative and the responsibility for um, our day, it causes us to mature and promote as opposed to staying on the ground level. Uh, so putting on those blinders, keeping that trellis of discipline around you, uh, taking high responsibility and initiative. What do you need to start today? And then it also can mean what do you need to stop doing today? Monitoring your victories no matter how small. And then determine to live every day to the fullest. I'm really excited about um, a new project that DOD Daughter of Day is going to be doing uh, probably at the end of the year, but it's called 1440. And so uh, you can go to our website and see that we have it up as a launch. And so I'm uh, very excited to begin to share more about that with you. But I want to see you grow vigorously and to make that your focus, that you want to continue to grow as a person, to grow in your life, uh, to grow in God. By this time next year, how much growth will you have experienced? It's a nice little tune from the dishwasher in the background. And I get excited when I actually, when I hear that little tune, because it means a cycle is complete. And so the 24 hours represents a cycle. And we should celebrate uh, with a little tune, with worship. Um, even at the end of our day, we're usually taught to worship at the beginning of the day. But we need to thank God at the end of a day and worship Him for who He is and for the experiences that He has allowed us to survive through 
that day. Look back and monitor your growth. When you put a seed in the ground, I'm just amazed at how the earth knows how to produce the harvest. God says there will always be seed time and harvest. And when you put a pole bean in the ground, it doesn't grow as a cucumber because it knows within its DNA uh, what it's called to produce and it stays rooted. And of course, when you want to have the experience of uh, harvesting pole beans, you know that you have to go out, you have to water them, uh, you have to get the trellis around them. Uh, there are certain things that we do and we monitor the growth because we want to see when it's time to bring in the harvest. And so God wants you to begin to monitor your personal growth so you know what you're ready for. God will begin to speak to you and show you what you can take on next. And so while I'm alive, I will thrive. Um, we're not called to live a bland life. Uh, the Bible says that we are the salt of the earth and salt is what brings the flavor. And God wants you to taste and see that he is good. He wants to be the spice in your life. Uh, he wants to bring out the flavors. He wants you to be able to experience um, the fullness of who he is. And so the humdrum, barely getting by, making it through the day, God wants you to initiate some new things in your life. Um, I'm really excited um, to hear how you are thriving, even when it looks like in this season of 2020, uh, people are still thriving. People are still growing. And we want to be a part of looking back even at this year and saying, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm different than I was in 2019. Amen. So I'm looking forward. If you ever want to give feedback, you can always uh Go to our website at www.daughterofday.com um, and go to the contact um, tab, or you can email me at michellebrown1122 at gmail.com. We would love to hear your testimonies. We also have an option on this podcast where you can leave comments, and I believe that we can even play those um, at the beginning of the episode, please share this podcast with a friend. If it's encouraging you, take the initiative to uh, let someone else know what's going on here at Daughter of Day. Uh, also, when you go to the website, if you go to new uh, book, you will see that uh, we have two new journals out um, at the beginning of this pandemic as I was seeking the Lord for a word or a scripture to stand on, I heard uh, Psalm 46 and 10, which says, be still and know that I am God. And it seemed so simple that I kept going back thinking, surely that will change or I will hear something else. And that is what I continued to hear. And so through that, uh, in obedience to the Holy Spirit, we put together uh, two journals. One is a guided journal, the Be Still Guided Journal. It's the 10-week prayer process of getting closer to God. 
Uh, it's based on uh, the five letters in STILL. It will walk you through a process that you can use consistently for 10 weeks. Through that consistency, I believe that you're going to grow in your fellowship and in your personal time with the Lord. And it's going to take you to a place of thriving. Hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit will become easier and easier. Um, how do you learn to hear the voice of God? I personally believe that it's through practice. It's through patience. It's through his presence. It's through positioning yourself to sit with him and be comfortable being still, actually, and being quiet before him. And then as someone who uh, prays and takes prayer requests from different people, uh, whether at my church or um, I'm even as an intercessor, I'm learning to watch the news from the perspective of gathering my prayer points. And so the next journal um, that I felt a strong unction from the Lord to create is the Be Still Prayer Journal, Make Your Request Known to God. And this is um, a book, they're both more like books, uh, but uh, that you write in. And um, as you keep these over the years and looking back, that will be another way to remember your victories. So there's a place in this journal for your prayer requests and then a place to go back and write the answers that you receive. Sometimes as we're waiting on answers to our prayers, we receive revelations in the midst of that. And so there's a place for you to write the revelations that you've received. Maybe something you've prayed for um, worked out a little bit differently than your prayer and God spoke to you and gave you a revelation about it. You can go to our website again when you go to www.daughterofday.com forward slash new book forward slash you can order the links are there to order both of these journals for under $15. Um, and we are just really blessed to be able to help you on your journey so that you can grow and thrive. Thank you for being a listener of this podcast. We hope that you will spread the word, reach out, let us know that you're listening, share the link uh, to the podcast with a friend. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your daughter who is listening today. I thank you that she has survived many things. Lord, I sense that um, the enemy tried to cause her leaf to wither and it looked like she was going to have to be pulled up and crushed. But God, I thank you that you are the restorer. And I thank you that life was breathed back into her. Rejuvenation and restoration has been her portion. She wasn't pulled out, God, but you pulled out of her a new faith through those experiences. And now, God, I thank you that even in a difficult season, she can still thrive and grow vigorously, God, if she keeps blinders on to keep her focused. God, I thank you that you are keeping her awake uh, to who she is and that she will not be blinded by distractions. Lord, I thank you that uh, the repotting season is going to be one of expansion. 
Lord, we bless you for the pruning that we've experienced because we know that pruning only causes us to grow more. So I thank you for her health, God. I thank you that you are creating in her healthy strategies, practices. Uh, you're giving her healthy initiatives to take in this season. I thank you for her leadership. Lord, I thank you that whether she realizes it or not, she is a leader and you have given her influence. So I thank you that she will stay rooted and grounded in your word, meditating on your word day and night, committing her plans to you so that you will make her way prosperous. I bless you now that while she is alive, she will thrive in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next week, stay encouraged. And remember, if you're looking for an encouragement coach at DOD, we help you to develop, maximize, and become all God has created you to be. Be blessed. Thank you for joining Hello, Daughter of Day. Remember, if you'd like more information on transformational and purpose life coaching, please log on to our website at www.daughterofday.com. Also, check out our newest book available on Amazon.com in Kindle and paperback. Come out from discouragement, embracing your identity as God's daughter of day. Until next time, remember God loves you and he has wonderful plans for your future. Until we meet again, be blessed. to another episode of Hello, Daughter of Day, Encouragement for God's Daughters. Glad to be here with you once again this week. We are closing out the month of August in not many days. Today is the 21st, and so 2020, of course, we are headed into the fall season. And I just had a thought today that I really wanted to share with you. I was thinking, what would I tell or advise my 30-year-old self if I could go back and have a conversation? I'm quite a bit older than that now, but 30, I believe, is a significant age. It's coming out of your 20s where you're still a little um, a rookie in a sense. You're a little wet behind the ears in discovering and determining what you want to do with your life. I am one who believes that at different phases of life, we can accomplish and achieve and set different goals. I believe in multiple streams of income and multiple uh, facets of yourself. You don't have to commit to one thing. However, there's nothing wrong with that either. Finding what you want to do, and if you love it, continuing to do it and elevate, promote in it, uh, gain tenure and longevity. Uh, but also, there are some who, in their creativity, uh, choose to do more than one thing in life. And so I think the path depends on your personal preference. But at 30, that's just a significant uh, age in my mind because you're coming out of the 20s and you're going into a strong decade of development and finding security, understanding more about <clears throat> yourself, 
Uh, it's a decade uh, from 30 to 40. Uh, it's usually a time of flourishing and what it is that you've either gone to school for or uh, stepped into as far as your career field. And the one thing that I would definitely tell my 30-year-old self is the importance of understanding your worth and your value. Uh, 30 is when I really remember um, my career starting in a more corporate environment. Uh, I moved from the social services field and decided that I wanted to work in human resources. And that was a great experience for me, uh, learning how to help others in the workforce, uh, making sure their, the employees' needs were met. However, it was a time for me to begin to understand what a manager is and um, kind of determining the respect that you give to a manager as opposed to control or allowing them to be disrespectful um, and not value. A paycheck does not determine our worth. I don't believe that we can ever be paid uh, what we are worth, but it is for a service that we provide. And so some of you may be younger than 30, you may be in your 30s, um, or you could be like me, uh, way past that. And so at all ages, we need to know our worth. We need to understand the value that we bring in every situation. And one of my experiences that really helps me even now to help others is that I experienced several hostile work situations where the environment really not conducive to uh, self-respect and uh, effective communication. Now, if I could go back as my 30-year-old self, I would realize that uh, there's not a paycheck that's really worth um, any type of workplace uh, ab use. I am not saying to be a runner uh, because some of our experiences do have purpose and God will show us how to stand and how to speak up for ourselves. But when it causes stress, when it causes you to lose sight of who you are, uh, yes, I, I believe in constructive criticism and even correction, working in HR, that's something that I'm very familiar with. Uh, but I am learning now that there were situations that I stayed in too long, that maybe I should have looked at the signs and thought they don't really value uh, their employees here or they're not um, upholding their end of the deal. And I always encourage my clients that when you go into a job interview, that it's really a two-way interview. You should be interviewing the employer as well. You should be determining if this is a position, a company that you want to be a part of. 
Uh, and so going into that process, you need to have an understanding of what's important to you because you're going to spend a minimum of eight hours a day in the environment. And so what are you looking for? What is important to you? Uh, that's important when you're seeking out a church, um, any relationships. There are expectations that you should have. Uh, we don't become devastated or disappointed because people will tend to let us down. But can I thrive here and can I be my best self and utilize my degree and or my experience and leave there feeling proud of the work that I've completed and connected um, to the people that I work with. If a team environment is important to you, then you want to work with team-oriented people. And so sometimes I think when we need a position or we're looking for employment, we steer away from that two-way process. And sometimes we take the first thing, even if it goes against our gut, which is uh, usually the Holy Spirit uh, letting us know if this opportunity is for us or not. I could be in, could have been in this boat alone. Maybe this isn't an issue for you, and I and I hope that it is not. But if it is, I just want to encourage you that this is the time that the Lord says in Matthew 6:33 that if we seek him first he will add unto us and so we want to seek him in everything uh before we step into opportunities and make sure that it is the proper placement for us we never want to take something based on fear or overstay in any situation because we are fearful of what's next but we want to be productive in looking for other opportunities if we feel that the one we're currently in is not the right fit. Sometimes we can go through a year, a season, um, our lives, walking in situations where we know it's not the right fit. And God doesn't want you to live in a mismatched reality. He wants us to enjoy life, enjoy what we're doing. And sometimes that may mean that you have to utilize your voice and speak up for yourself in a hostile or negative situation. Knowing your worth means that you use your voice when it's necessary. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you um, I've learned over the years that all conflict is not bad and it's not something to run from. Just like we have to learn that no is not a bad word when used in uh, the proper context. Saying no is a great boundary. It's a great word when you need to use it. And so whatever phase of life you're in, knowing your worth, understanding that you are the apple of God's eye, that you are precious in his sight, that your price is far more than rubies, 
there is a level of mutual respect that we want to have either in our workplace environment, in relationships. And sometimes when I'm speaking of the mismatch, sometimes we try to fit people in places in our lives that they don't belong. And we may try to do that because of empathy or we feel that we want to fulfill a need that the other person has. And it's just something that you want to be mindful of. You want to learn to be an evaluator in your everyday life so that the pieces of the puzzle fit together and the picture that God wants you to have in view of your life can manifest because you're listening to him about each move uh, that you make. It's just a thought really today, knowing your worth. When you step into an environment where you are not shown respect, that should raise a red flag. Just because someone is your manager or your supervisor or a director, it does not give them the right to speak to you in a way that belittles you or condemns you or threatens you. I've been amazed at how many women have been in work situations where they have had these experiences and there was fear. And I just want to remind you to not um, put man in that position where you're afraid. And that's, uh, if I were to share and be transparent, that has uh, probably been a struggle of mine in my earlier years, um, because I do tend to have a a spirit of loyalty. I believe in uh, honoring those who are in position. You know, uh, the Bible even mentions that those who have you know, rule over us as far as managers and directors. But I realize that even that comes with a boundary. And so today I just sense that someone who is listening may need encouragement to open up the blinds and look out and see what else may be available, not to let the grass grow under your feet Uh, but to really make a list of the pros and cons in some of your working relationships and determine if you are in the right place. And then setting a plan and goals on your next steps to your new assignment. On the flip side of that, uh, in my 30s, I learned in the workplace that Uh, Something I thought was bad really wasn't as bad as I thought it was after I left. And it took years down the line to think, wow, hmm, I don't know if that was really a reason to go and look for something else. Money is often not a reason to go and look for something else. And I think I made money my decision maker in that experience and may have walked away from longevity over time. Uh, So make sure that when you're making decisions and you're considering your worth, 
that you're not doing it at a time when you're extremely frustrated. Uh, don't never make a decision in the moment in frustration unless it is just something that, you know, in your knower, you know, oh my goodness, you know, this has broken all of the rules and I have got to go. But if it's something that you can remove yourself from the situation and process a little bit further, try and do that when you have more of a clear head, when you're in a place of peace, when you can use critical thinking skills. Knowing your values is also very important. Some people prefer to do a job that they love and the pay is not their priority. Uh, some, the pay is the most important and they're willing to do um, a job or be in a position that they don't really enjoy because they enjoy the money that they receive. And so what are your values when you are um, exploring your worth, what is important to you and what type of environment do you want to lend your skills and your giftings to? Uh, that's something that we go over in coaching quite often. Um, one thing that I do as an encouragement and emotional intelligent coach is intelligence coach is help my clients to determine more about their personality style, um, the environment that they thrive in, uh, <clears throat> their um, personality preference, which side of the brain they function from initially, what their preference is. And it really helps to give you an overall picture of yourself. And you'll begin to understand the environments that you really thrive in and that you feel your self-worth um, because you are placing yourself in a position where you can thrive, which we talked on our last podcast about thriving. And so if you put the plant in the shade and it really needs to be in the sun, uh, it may begin to droop. Uh, not progress. And so in order to thrive, you have to know your worth. You have to know your boundaries. You have to know your values. You have to understand what is important to you and what environment do you thrive the best in. Some people love to receive day-to-day -day direction and instruction. They need more of a hands-on manager Others prefer someone to tell me what I need to do for the next three weeks and I will report back at the end of each day and I'll get it done. I found that some of my uh, thriving experiences um, had an entrepreneurial feel to them. And so these are things that I encourage God's daughters of day to begin to think about. Uh, where do I thrive? When I was 30, what would I want to go back and tell myself? Or before I'm 30, what are some things that I feel I need to put in place so that um, our road that we take is not always a straight path? 
It may be windy in some ways, but I know um, when there's a fork and when a situation, a position is taking me opposite of where I want to go. And so having those markers, knowing when to yield, knowing when to stop and knowing when to make a U-turn, knowing when you need to reintroduce yourself. A lot of times certain personality types can be misread. I know if you're a little more quiet, some people make assumptions that that means that you're weak. Uh, If you're nice, there's a saying that sometimes people will take your kindness for weakness. And so I just want to encourage you to know who you are. Know your value. Know your worth. That way, when someone treats you in a way, it'll hit you. You'll almost feel it internally like, oh, that just didn't sound right. That that didn't hit me right. Um, begin to evaluate the situation. Do not become passive if that's not who you are. Uh, but stay in your call of who God has made you to be. And I think if women in general, if we really understood our worth, uh, we wouldn't stay in uh, romantic or, you know, uh, partnerships and relationships that didn't um, value us. There wouldn't be as many uh, domestic violence survivors or victims if we understood how to look for signs and how to, I won't say look for signs. Let me say heed the voice of Holy Spirit when we have a nudging or a quickening that something isn't right. But we as empaths, as women of concern and nurturance, we overcompensate at times for the other person. And we value being in a relationship more than we value ourselves. And so I'd like to encourage you this week to look up the word value and to meditate on that and to even find scriptures that talk about value. Jesus paid such an enormous price for you because that's how much you were worth. Um, we'll never really understand our full worth uh, until we get to heaven. But to be created, that really shows that you have value. God thought enough of what you are purposed to do that he created you and he allowed you to be alive. The fact that he intricately put you together with all of your gifts and abilities and sent you to the earth, that shows value because there's a you, um, there's value. Because even if your parents never got married or aren't still together, God orchestrated things in a way to ensure that you came into being and that is value. And so later in our future 
um, episodes, we will begin to talk more about value and self-worth. We have September, October, about four months left in the year. I know there's about a hundred days roughly to Thanksgiving. And so uh, the year is coming to a close and 2020 has offered definitely some challenges. We've had time alone with ourselves to learn more about ourselves. And I feel that in this last quarter of the year that we're coming into, that it is now time to begin to build up ourselves, to even make some redefinition where necessary. Sometimes we have to redefine who we are because we've lost sight of our value and of our call. And so I want to encourage you to continue with self-reflection, self-empowerment, and vision for yourself. I'm going to be recording um, a presentation on um, emotional and social wellness um, because I think that's a big part of the preparation as we go into 2021. 2021. Unbelievable. Well, I thank you for tuning in. I ask you to invite another daughter of day, someone who you know is called and and chosen to be a light in the world of even darkness that we are experiencing right now. Anyone who you know that needs encouragement, I invite you to visit our website at www.daughterofday.com. As promised, we're being more active on our blog, and so I hope that you will go to our website and subscribe. And as you are self-evaluating, we have some journals that may also be beneficial. So I look forward to continuing to partner with you. Of course, if you are interested in a one-on-one session or you have a few friends um, entering the world of group Zoom calls. And so we have some really affordable Uh, even for one to three sessions. So please reach out. You can email me if you'd like to be involved in a group where we can discuss um, if there are issues that all three of you would like to grow in. We can grow in that together in um, many support groups, so to speak. So I look forward to hearing from you, even if it's just to drop a line and let us know that you are listening. Father, I come to you. Uh, It's evening here, and I just thank you that even as the sun sets, that we are reminded of how you have set your love upon us. God, how you cared for us so much, and you saw our value, that even when we had a debt that we owed that we could not pay, God, you came up with the payment through your son, Jesus Christ. You gave it all because that's how valuable we are to you. God, I ask you to bless each of your daughters that you would begin to show them their worth and where they are accepting less. God, I ask you to order their steps as they even look at 
the end of this year in proper positioning. God, would you share your wisdom with them on where they need to be at this time in their lives? God, would you continue to encourage them by your spirit that they have a great purpose that inside of them, in that earthen vessel, there is a treasure and that it's Christ in them that is the hope of glory. God, I thank you that they are light carriers, purpose fillers, Lord, and that you have called them uh, to be a part of your exceeding abundantly above love. God, I thank you for your love tonight. May they feel it the rest of this week, the rest of their lives, and into eternity. Thank you for balance. Thank you for boundaries. Thank you that you've given us a voice that we can speak up when we need to and not be silenced in fear. Thank you for strengthening their communication skills in this season as you prepare them for what's to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Hello, Daughter of Day, Encouragement for God's Daughters. Glad to be here with you once again this week. We are closing out the month of August in not many days. Today is the 21st, and so 2020, of course, we are headed into the fall season. And I just had a thought today that I really wanted to share with you. I was thinking, what would I tell or advise my 30-year-old self if I could go back and have a conversation? I'm quite a bit older than that now, but 30, I believe, is a significant age. It's coming out of your 20s where you're still a little um, a rookie in a sense. You're a little wet behind the ears in discovering and determining what you want to do with your life. I am one who believes that at different phases of life, we can accomplish and achieve and set different goals. I believe in multiple streams of income and multiple uh, facets of yourself. You don't have to commit to one thing. However, there's nothing wrong with that either. Finding what you want to do, and if you love it, continuing to do it and elevate, promote in it, uh, gain tenure and longevity. Uh, but also, there are some who, in their creativity, uh, choose to do more than one thing in life. And so I think the path depends on your personal preference. But at 30, that's just a significant uh, age in my mind because you're coming out of the 20s and you're going into a strong decade of development and finding security, understanding more about <clears throat> yourself. Uh, it's a decade uh, from 30 to 40. Uh, it's usually a time of flourishing and what it is that you've either gone to school for or uh, stepped into as far as your career field. And the one thing that I would definitely tell my 30-year-old self is the importance of understanding your worth and your value. Uh, 30 is when I really remember um, 
my career starting in a more corporate environment. Uh, I moved from the social services field and decided that I wanted to work in human resources. And that was a great experience for me, uh, learning how to help others in the workforce, uh, making sure their the employees' needs were met. However, it was a time for me to begin to understand what a manager is and um, kind of determining the respect that you give to a manager as opposed to control or allowing them to be disrespectful um, and not value. A paycheck does not determine our worth. I don't believe that we can ever be paid uh, what we are worth, but it is for a service that we provide. And so some of you may be younger than 30, you may be in your 30s, um, or you could be like me, uh, way past that. And so at all ages, we need to know our worth. We need to understand the value that we bring in every situation. And one of my experiences that really helps me even now to help others is that I experienced several hostile work situations where the environment really not conducive to uh, self-respect and uh, effective communication. Now, if I could go back as my 30-year-old self, I would realize that uh, there's not a paycheck that's really worth um, any type of workplace uh, ab use. I am not saying to be a runner uh, because some of our experiences do have purpose and God will show us how to stand and how to speak up for ourselves. But when it causes stress, when it causes you to lose sight of who you are, uh, yes, I, I believe in constructive criticism and even correction, working in HR, that's something that I'm very familiar with. Uh, but I am learning now that there were situations that I stayed in too long that maybe I should have looked at the signs and thought they don't really value uh, their employees here or they're not um, upholding their end of the deal. And I always encourage my clients that when you go into a job interview that it's really a two-way interview. You should be interviewing the employer as well. You should be determining if this is a position, a company that you want to be a part of. Uh, and so going into that process, you need to have an understanding of what's important to you because you're going to spend a minimum of eight hours a day in the environment. And so what are you looking for? What is important to you? Uh, that's important when you're seeking out a church, um, any relationships. There are expectations that you should have. Uh, we don't become 
devastated or disappointed because people will tend to let us down. But can I thrive here and can I be my best self and utilize my degree and or my experience and leave there feeling proud of the work that I've completed and connected um, to the people that I work with. If a team environment is important to you, then you want to work with team-oriented people. And so sometimes I think when we need a position or we're looking for employment, we steer away from that two-way process. And sometimes we take the first thing, even if it goes against our gut, which is uh, usually the Holy Spirit uh, letting us know if this opportunity is for us or not. I could be in, could have been in this boat alone. Maybe this isn't an issue for you, and I and I hope that it is not. But if it is, I just want to encourage you that this is the time that the Lord says in Matthew 6, 33, that if we seek him first, he will add unto us. And so we want to seek him in everything uh, before we step into opportunities and make sure that it is the proper placement for us. We never want to take something based on fear or overstay in any situation because we are fearful of what's next. But we want to be productive in looking for other opportunities if we feel that the one we're currently in is not the right fit. Sometimes we can go through a year, a season, um, our lives, walking in situations where we know it's not the right fit. And God doesn't want you to live in a mismatched reality. He wants us to enjoy life, enjoy what we're doing. And sometimes that may mean that you have to utilize your voice and speak up for yourself in a hostile or negative situation. Knowing your worth means that you use your voice when it's necessary. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you um, I've learned over the years that all conflict is not bad and it's not something to run from. Just like we have to learn that no is not a bad word when used in uh, the proper context. Saying no is a great boundary. It's a great word when you need to use it. And so whatever phase of life you're in, knowing your worth, understanding that you are the apple of God's eye, that you are precious in his sight, that your price is far more than rubies, there is a level of mutual respect that we want to have either in our workplace environment, in relationships. And sometimes when I'm speaking of the mismatch, sometimes we try to fit people in places in our lives that they don't belong. And we may try to do that because of empathy 
or we feel that we want to fulfill a need that the other person has. And it's just something that you want to be mindful of. You want to learn to be an evaluator in your everyday life so that the pieces of the puzzle fit together and the picture that God wants you to have in view of your life can manifest because you're listening to him about each move uh, that you make. It's just a thought really today, knowing your worth. When you step into an environment where you are not shown respect, that should raise a red flag. Just because someone is your manager or your supervisor or a director, it does not give them the right to speak to you in a way that belittles you or condemns you or threatens you. I've been amazed at how many women have been in work situations where they have had these experiences and there was fear. And I just want to remind you to not um, put man in that position where you're afraid. And that's, uh, if I were to share and be transparent, that has uh, probably been a struggle of mine in my earlier years um, because I do tend to have a, a spirit of loyalty. I believe in uh, honoring those who are in position. You know, uh, the Bible even mentions that those who have you know, rule over us as far as managers and directors. But I realize that even that comes with a boundary. And so today I just sense that someone who is listening may need encouragement to open up the blinds and look out and see what else may be available, not to let the grass grow under your feet, uh, but to really make a list of the pros and cons in some of your working relationships and determine if you are in the right place. And then setting a plan and goals on your next steps to your new assignment. On the flip side of that, uh, in my 30s, I learned in the workplace that uh, something I thought was bad really wasn't as bad as I thought it was after I left. And it took years down the line to think, wow, hmm, I don't know if that was really a reason to go and look for something else. Money is often not a reason to go and look for something else. And I think I made money my decision maker in that experience and may have walked away from longevity over time. Uh, so make sure that when you're making decisions and you're considering your worth, that you're not doing it at a time when you're extremely frustrated. Uh, don't never make a decision in the moment in frustration, unless it is just something that, you know, in your knower, you know, oh my goodness, you know, this has broken all of the rules and I have got to go. 
But if it's something that you can remove yourself from the situation and process a little bit further, try and do that when you have more of a clear head, when you're in a place of peace, when you can use critical thinking skills. Knowing your values is also very important. Some people prefer to do a job that they love and the pay is not their priority. Uh, some, the pay is the most important and they're willing to do um, a job or be in a position that they don't really enjoy because they enjoy the money that they receive. And so what are your values when you are um, exploring your worth, what is important to you and what type of environment do you want to lend your skills and your giftings to? Uh, that's something that we go over in coaching quite often. Um, one thing that I do as an encouragement and emotional intelligent coach is intelligence coach is help my clients to determine more about their personality style, um, the environment that they thrive in, uh, <clears throat> their um, personality preference, which side of the brain they function from initially, what their preference is. And it really helps to give you an overall picture of yourself. And you'll begin to understand the environments that you really thrive in and that you feel your self-worth um, because you are placing yourself in a position where you can thrive, which we talked on our last podcast about thriving. And so if you put the plant in the shade and it really needs to be in the sun, uh, it may begin to droop. Uh, not progress. And so in order to thrive, you have to know your worth. You have to know your boundaries. You have to know your values. You have to understand what is important to you and what environment do you thrive the best in. Some people love to receive day-to-day -day direction and instruction. They need more of a hands-on manager Others prefer someone to tell me what I need to do for the next three weeks and I will report back at the end of each day and I'll get it done. I found that some of my uh, thriving experiences um, had an entrepreneurial feel to them. And so these are things that I encourage God's daughters of day to begin to think about. Uh, where do I thrive? When I was 30, what would I want to go back and tell myself? Or before I'm 30, what are some things that I feel I need to put in place so that um, our road that we take is not always a straight path? It may be windy in some ways, but I know um, when there's a fork and when a situation, a position is taking me opposite of where I want to go. And so having those markers, knowing when to yield, knowing when to stop and knowing when to make a U-turn, 
knowing when you need to reintroduce yourself. A lot of times certain personality types can be misread. I know if you're a little more quiet, some people make assumptions that that means that you're weak. Uh, If you're nice, there's a saying that sometimes people will take your kindness for weakness. And so I just want to encourage you to know who you are. Know your value. Know your worth. That way, when someone treats you in a way, it'll hit you. You'll almost feel it internally like, oh, that just didn't sound right. That that didn't hit me right. Um, Begin to evaluate the situation. Do not become passive if that's not who you are, Uh, but stay in your call of who God has made you to be. And I think if women in general, if we really understood our worth, uh, we wouldn't stay in romantic or, you know, uh, partnerships and relationships that didn't um, value us. There wouldn't be as many uh, domestic violence survivors or victims if we understood how to look for signs And how to, I won't say look for signs. Let me say, heed the voice of Holy Spirit when we have a nudging or a quickening that something isn't right. But we as empaths, as women of concern and nurturance, we overcompensate at times for the other person. And we value being in a relationship more than we value ourselves. And so I'd like to encourage you this week to look up the word value and to meditate on that and to even find scriptures that talk about value. Jesus paid such an enormous price for you because that's how much you were worth. Um, We'll never really understand our full worth Uh, until we get to heaven, but to be created, that really shows that you have value. God thought enough of what you are purposed to do that he created you and he allowed you to be alive. The fact that he intricately put you together with all of your gifts and abilities and sent you to the earth, that shows value. Because there's a you, um, there's value. Because even if your parents never got married or aren't still together, God orchestrated things in a way to ensure that you came into being. And that is value. And so later in our future um episodes, we will begin to talk more about value and self-worth. We have September, October, about four months left in the year. I know there's about a hundred days roughly to Thanksgiving. And so 
the year is coming to a close and 2020 has offered definitely some challenges. We've had time alone with ourselves to learn more about ourselves. And I feel that in this last quarter of the year that we're coming into, that it is now time to begin to build up ourselves, to even make some redefinition where necessary. Sometimes we have to redefine who we are because we've lost sight of our value and of our call. And so I want to encourage you to continue with self-reflection, self-empowerment, and vision for yourself. I'm going to be recording um, a presentation on um, emotional and social wellness um, because I think that's a big part of the preparation as we go into 2021, 2021. Unbelievable. Well, I thank you for tuning in. I ask you to invite another daughter of day, someone who you know is called and and chosen to be a light in the world of even darkness that we are experiencing right now. Anyone who you know that needs encouragement, I invite you to visit our website at www.daughterofday.com. As promised, we're being more active on our blog, and so I hope that you will go to our website and subscribe. And as you are self-evaluating, we have some journals that may also be beneficial. So I look forward to continuing to partner with you. Of course, if you are interested in a one-on-one session or you have a few friends um, entering the world of group Zoom calls. And so we have some really affordable Uh, even for one to three sessions. So please reach out. You can email me if you'd like to be involved in a group where we can discuss um, if there are issues that all three of you would like to grow in. We can grow in that together in um, many support groups, so to speak. So I look forward to hearing from you, even if it's just to drop a line and let us know that you are listening. Father, I come to you. Uh, It's evening here, and I just thank you that even as the sun sets, that we are reminded of how you have set your love upon us. God, how you cared for us so much, and you saw our value, that even when we had a debt that we owed that we could not pay, God, you came up with the payment through your son, Jesus Christ. You gave it all because that's how valuable we are to you. God, I ask you to bless each of your daughters that you would begin to show them their worth and where they are accepting less. God, I ask you to order their steps as they even look at the end of this year and proper positioning. God, would you share your wisdom with them on where they need to be at this time in their lives? God, would you continue to encourage them by your spirit that they have a great purpose that inside of them 
in that earthen vessel there is a treasure and that it's Christ in them that is the hope of glory. God, I thank you that they are light carriers, purpose fillers, Lord, and that you have called them uh, to be a part of your exceeding abundantly above love. God, I thank you for your love tonight. May they feel it the rest of this week, the rest of their lives, and into eternity. Thank you for balance. Thank you for boundaries. Thank you that you've given us a voice that we can speak up when we need to and not be silenced in fear. Thank you for strengthening their communication skills in this season as you prepare them for what's to come. In Jesus' name, amen.